This is a podcast from the Nuffield Department of Medicine. Today we have asked Professor Guy Thwaites to tell us about his research on tuberculous meningitis. Hi Guy, how many people does tuberculous meningitis affect? Well, it's a little difficult to be absolutely sure, but um, there are around 9 million people a year who get TB. And tuberculous meningitis is the most severe form of it, and about 1% get it. So it's around probably 90 to 100,000 people a year get tuberculous meningitis. Why is early diagnosis of tuberculous meningitis important? Tuberculous meningitis is one of those unusual infections that if you don't treat it, it's invariably fatal. There are not many infections like that. So if you, if you delay treatment or you don't give it at all, 100% of people die. And then the number of people die reduces according to how early you get treatment in the disease. So if you treat TB meningitis very early, after a few days of symptoms when the patient is reasonably okay, then only probably about 5% of people will die. But slowly, if, you are, if, you, if the patient doesn't get treated, coma will, will happen, the patient will lose consciousness, and if, they wait, if treatment doesn't start then, then about 50% of people will, will die. So it's very important to get treatment in early, otherwise the patient really will do very badly. How is your research helping to improve outcomes for patients with tuberculous meningitis? We have two approaches essentially. The first one is to make the diagnosis quickly. Now, it's difficult. Diagnosis is difficult because there isn't a single diagnostic test that, that is available that is 100% accurate. So we try and do it in a, in a couple of different ways. We try and work out what is it about the patient, what about the features of the disease, that make it uh, distinguishable from other causes of, of, of meningitis. And uh, we investigate new laboratory tests that might help us make the diagnosis better than the, the current, currently available tests. And the other way uh, of improving outcome is to improve treatment. Now, TB drugs have been around for uh, about 60 years now. The first one was discovered in about 1948. And that, it was at that point, at that date, when TB meningitis went from being a universally fatal condition to being one that was uh, actually treatable. But the drugs have a problem because the drugs get given by mouth or sometimes by the vein, but they have to be able to get into the brain where the, where the disease is actually causing the problems. And in order to do that, um, we need to know what sort of dose we ought to give and how, what what route we need to give it by in order to get the right amount of drug into the brain to kill the bugs. Now that's difficult and so the work that we've been doing is to try and get the best doses and the best regimens to be able to get the best killing of the bugs in the brain so that the patients get better. What are the most important lines of research that have developed in the past five or ten years? We have again taking that same framework of, of improving outcomes from, from this disease. We've looked at di new, new diagnostic methods and we've looked at new treatment methods. And I think some of the most interesting avenues for, for improving diagnosis have actually been through the, most simple, through the most simple techniques. So very simply identifying what is it about the, the, the clinical features of the disease that allow you to discriminate it from other causes. Incredibly simple. It doesn't require any, any special equipment to ask patients the right questions and to get some basic simple laboratory tests together. And that, so that's been actually very fruitful and, and, and a very important avenue of research. We've also taken the, the diagnostic test 
that's been available since about 1880, discovered, by, uh, discovered in Germany by Zeal and Nielsen, and we've adapted it to make it work even better than, uh, than, than it was 120 years ago. And just doing simple things, we've actually been able to make the diagnosis much quicker and easier uh, doing that. But I think some of the most uh, exciting things recently have been around treatment of the disease. We did a trial in, in Vietnam about uh, 10 years ago now that showed that if you controlled the inflammatory response in the brain by, by giving steroids to patients, you improved survival from the disease. Unfortunately, when we, looked, when we tried to look for the mechanism of how that drug improved outcome, we just weren't able to find it until we discovered that there was a particular gene that the patients did or didn't have uh, that determined response to, to, to the steroids. So, and this was the first time that, we've, that anyone's really shown in this disease that there may be some patients, because of their genetic makeup, should get one treatment, and other patients, uh, because of their genetic makeup, should get another. And so we're exploring that now, and that's really exciting because it means that, that firstly we might be able to predict by the patients, if we do a rapid genetic test, what sort of treatment the patient should get. Um, and it also opens new doors as to new treatments because it seems that different patients are responding in different ways to the infection. And this offers new hope for those people who, who aren't responding to the treatments that we have. Why does your line of research matter? Why should we put money into it? TB meningitis matters because if you get it wrong, if you don't get treatment, it kills you. And as the figures suggest, about 100,000 people a year get this disease. And at the moment, probably around half of those are either dead or very severely disabled from the infection. So this is a really important question. Um, how can we improve outcome from this infection? It's also an infection that, that unfortunately affects the, the poorest regions of the world, least able to cope with it. So if we can just make some very simple improvements through the research that we do in terms of diagnosing and treating this infection, then potentially we'll have a really big impact on, on the outcome of, of patients in those regions of the world who are getting the disease most, which will, I think, be very important. And therefore, the research that we do aims to do that, and if we can achieve better outcomes for patients, that will be a good thing. How does your research fit into translational medicine within the department? Translational medicine is all about taking the best science to patients and improving their outcomes. So I think this is what we do continually with our research on tuberculous meningitis. So we take the patient, we describe the patient as, as accurately and, and, and best as we possibly can, and we apply the best and the most technologically advanced science to try and improve outcomes. So for example, as I've dis discussed, we have a, uh, a gene that we think may uh, influence response to treatment. And we're able to take that really nice genetically based science back to the patient and try and understand what it means for them and what it means for, for patients in the future to try and improve outcome. So I think we're continually doing almost model translational science, if you like. Starting with the patient, going to the lab, then going back from the lab to the patient in this continual cycle in, a, in an effort to try and improve outcomes from this infection.